podcast all about making, doing and the act of undoing that sometimes comes along with that. I'm Catherine Jane and I'm your host. You can find out more about me at katherinejane.co.uk. There's links to all of my different social media over there and my ravelry. So get in touch and be nosy, whichever you prefer. Also, there's show notes. So if you want to find out about any project that I mention in more detail, head on over there. So just click the Tink link in the top right-hand corner and the most recent episode will appear with all the relevant information. I hope you all had a lovely Christmas break or festive holiday break, whatever you've been doing, and a really great New Year. It's been a bit of a weird time. I always find Christmas is a weird period of time where you're lost in this haze of not knowing what day it is and you're out of your normal routine and, well, I was just knitting a lot of the time really, to be honest, and it was great and now I'm not looking forward to having to go back to the sort of humdrum of work tomorrow and getting back into like a strict routine early mornings yeah (laughs) at the minute I'm getting up like hours later than I would normally for work so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be my freshest I don't think tomorrow but we'll see how it goes I'm sure I'll be fine I haven't personally been up to anything that spectacular during Christmas and New Year I spent Christmas Day with my mum and her side of the family and then I spent it the next day with my dad and his side of the family. And then on the 27th, I decided to do a 10k run. Now, loads of people at my running group were doing it and I've been running for a while now. I started mainly when I was at uni as a way of de-stressing and I was also quite overweight, so it, it kind of helped. Um, but yeah, the running, I kind of, for a long time, was not setting any goals for it and I didn't want to run races because I thought it would take out all the joy. But the 10k was great and I didn't get the time I wanted, but it's my first race ever and, you know, just after Christmas, you've been eating your like body weight nearly every day in chocolate and junk food and Christmas dinner. So I wasn't, I wasn't too hard on myself actually, I was just glad that I managed to get all the way around without stopping, it took me just over an hour. And I would like to train to get faster. And I've also decided this year that I would like to try and train to do further distances. So I'm thinking of doing a half marathon. But we'll see how that goes. I've got a training plan to get in. Um, and we'll see. Yeah. I've got to try and be strict with it. And if I can manage that, I think I'll be fine. It's just dedicating the time to it along with everything else that you, know, you want to dedicate time to. But New Year as well, I always tend to stay in. I'm not really a big drinker, so... We ended up going for a meal to an, in an Indian with like my other half and his side of the family. We spent quite a big, a big bit of time there and we only came back yesterday actually, back to the Midlands. Um, so we went out for an Indian and then we came back home and then we just watched Jules Holland and I really like a peaceful start into the new year and I like to sit and just think about what I want to do and it just be a reflection of hopefully what's to come like a calm and mellow year ahead. As I said, I came home yesterday and we had a little bit of car drama, which was um, not great. So we had been at Graham's for about a week, I think, and I hadn't really driven the car. It sat on his parents' drive and my little Viv, as she's called, so I have a little VW and I've called her Vivian Westwood because why not? Um, Little Viv, she doesn't really like the wet and obviously it's been horrendously raining in the UK. So we had to call out an AA van and they came about an hour later and everything got fixed, you know, she had to have a battery replaced, so that's fine. But I was getting really paranoid because I had a blood donation back at home 
and I'd already missed my third donation, what was meant to be my third donation, sorry, because I felt really ill. So this was like my rescheduling. And I was just like, I don't want to miss this one. I don't want to like let people down almost. And I, you know, I really want to donate and do what I can to help. And I had a good donation experience this time because my second time I nearly fainted. So I was getting asked a lot if I was all right. And I bruised really badly last time as well, but my arm seems to be fine today. So I feel all right. And I don't feel as tired as I did last time, which is good. So can hopefully get back into that running plan, like I said. Right, I'm going to crack on because otherwise this is going to be an insanely long episode. I have a lot to talk about and um, things I've done in December and also goals that I have for the year and mainly specifically January. I'm just going to talk to you about a few more resolutions, etc. So let's crack on with talking about what I managed to actually finish in December. So December was a month of Christmas crafting and more specifically gift making. So I had not really given myself any other goals, I think, other than to try and get as many presents done as possible. And even then I didn't manage to get everything done that I wished to, but I did get quite a few things done. The first thing that I ended up casting off was the Reggie Bear. It's pattern 6369 by Arnie and Carlos. It's a free pattern on Ravelry. And it's this really cute little bear. And I used the um, an opal yarn in like a Christmassy colourway. I'm not sure what shade it is or what colour lot or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's this little Christmassy bear that I made for my mum. And it had a little white snout. And it went really well um, until I got to the head shaping. And then I found that you did rows of decreases. And then in between... Um, increases, sorry. And then between the increases and decreases, you need a few plain rows in the round but it created this like puff that when you stuffed it it just couldn't I felt like I couldn't stuff it enough to get rid of the puff um, and that meant that the head ended up being overly stuffed compared to the body so it's a little bit floppy and it's quite difficult actually sewing the face on afterwards as well but generally it's a really nice thing to knit up and it's quite quite quick when you get into it it can be quite fiddly at times because you're working over six dpns um, and I was like how to find some that <laughs> find enough in my stash of knitting needles um to get around it but yeah I did enjoy it it's something really different for me I'm not on anything like that before and if you really want to knit a teddy it's a great free pattern so go and have a look another free pattern by the registered design team that I was using was the cable detail sock and it's called RO258 in case anyone wants a number um so that sock is just like a basic kind of toe up with a German short row heel and it has a cable detail at the side and I actually chose to miss off the cable detail and, and I just used it mainly because they were using their sort of design line self-striping sock yarn in the pattern and I couldn't find one of like that I wanted to use before that um, so that was in the Summer Nights colourway and that was for Graham and like I said in the last podcast still still having to look every time when I do a Kitchener heel um, not quite got there yet. I'm thinking of like writing it down on a little bit of paper and then keeping it with socks when I knit them. I think because I learned how to do toe up, it's quite unusual still for me. And on the second sock, actually, I think on the first one I was really struggling with the short row, German short rows. And um, the second one ended up a lot better. So I don't know, really know what I was doing, but something was going right. So it ended up a lot, a lot neater and it didn't look as like holy almost. So um, I was happy with those. Um, speaking of socks, I also knit loads of little mini stockings and my intention was to knit 
them for everyone at my workplace and there's about eight other people that I'd have to be knitting them for and I was trying to find patterns that I liked and in the end I just sort of ended up doing a toe-up sock but just over a smaller selection of needles and then adding in um, some fair art patterns on some and they were quite time consuming and after a while I got to stage where I was like I don't I don't want to make these for people at work. I'm going to give these to friends. So I ended up gifting a few of those to friends, like as a as a little thing with a little um, like chocolate reindeer or chocolate Santa inside. And for the people at work, I ended up crocheting them stars and then just wrapping it around like a little lint teddy bear's neck. I've been trying to find the crochet style pattern so I can share it with you, but unfortunately my Ravelry doesn't want to work and the internet in the studio is being really dodgy, but just look at the show notes and I'm sure I'll put the link in there. It's a really, um, quite an easy crochet pattern and really quick um, and they look amazing afterwards. So, you know, the amount of effort you're putting in is compared to what you get out is really good and that's one of the things I love about crochet. Um, when you're a hand knitter, crochet seems so much quicker. <laughs> So I've been really enjoying that and I actually crocheted another gift for one of my friends. I made her um, some sweetheart earrings um, by Janet McMahon, I think her name is. I'll, I'll spell that. It's M-C-M-A-H-O-N. And these are some really cute little love hearts that you then put on a jewellery finding piece, like an earring piece, and they look great. So I knit her those in like this really nice red yarn. And I did unfortunately manage to get a photo before I gave them to her. But, you know, you can check them out on Ravelry, they look great. And I think that's actually all I managed to get done. I, that sounds really bad, doesn't it? Um, but I spent a lot of the first half of December working on a jumper crab collaboration. Collaboration? No, collaboration with Graham. And, you know, that took up a lot of my time at the start of the month. And I think then I was like, panic, panic knitting, panic hand knitting. And um, I don't really work very well with that sort of pressure. So it wasn't going great. And then the machine knitting for Graham's jumper didn't turn out great either. So I don't know what stage I talked about in the last podcast, but I'd swatched and knit up a sample jumper and that had ended up short. So then we worked out all the calculations to make it longer again and it still ended up short. And, uh, you know, at this stage, um, there was like a couple of days or a day or two until he had his work Christmas party and I was at work all day in the day before then. And I was just like, this isn't going to happen. And I've just found myself, like, I've been trying with my knit machine. I really have. Um, I've been trying to fall in love with it again. And, you know, use up all this cone yarn I've got. I have a lot of yarn on cones. And um, it's just not happening. And, you know, I don't enjoy the process. And to the stage where now I'm considering selling my machines. And I just think I'd rather hand knit and sit and enjoy it and enjoy the process. Um and have fun with it rather than forcing myself to do something and over Christmas as well I decided that I didn't really want to make my creativity my career just yet um so I did a creative degree and I've, I've been feeling like I have to I have to do something creative in my life otherwise I've wasted three years of studying and it's a bit I know it's a silly mindset to have but it's something that's been taking me a while to get out of and I mean, one of the main reasons I had the knitting machines was so I could create knitted things quickly um, to sell and, you know, sell products. And I very quickly realised after uni that wasn't what I wanted to do. And so the knitting machines for me right now aren't very relevant. And I just kind of, I want to do crafts that I enjoy and I can sit anywhere that I want to <laughs> and make. So um, 
yeah, it's it's a big decision in some ways to kind of no, I'm not giving up on the creativity. I'm still gonna still gonna podcast. I'm still gonna blog. I'm still gonna make things. But it's going in a different direction. Like I think I see myself much more of learning how to get really good at making things by handwriting and then making my own patterns and stuff like that. So hopefully this year, maybe I'll brave up and uh, get my design head on. But I just want to spend some time enjoying making again and not feeling the pressure towards it. Because um, I find that's when I'm, I work best. And I'm thinking of um, you know, going into full-time work now and having a bit of a career change. So I'm hoping to get into the world of heritage, which um, when I've spoken before, if you read like about me, heritage really inspires me. Um, the whole reason I love like hand knitting is because like of the hosiery connection in my town. My grandfather owned a, a hosiery factory and he made tights. So when I make socks, especially, I feel very connected to um, a, an industry that helped my creative town thrive. Well, when it was a creative town and an industrious town. Um, and even though that industry doesn't exist anymore, though, you can still feel in the air for me I mean I feel quite connected to it and I just find heritage a fascinating subject I've always loved history um <laughs> yeah I, I read about history in my spare time and it seems like a very sort of natural thing to fall into as a job hopefully so we'll see what happens you know it's applying for stuff trying to get my feelers out there maybe uh, I think I might have to do a lot of voluntary work because an area I'm really interested in is textile conservation. So I think that would be an incredible thing to get into. But I'm like, okay, I haven't done a history, any sort of history-related thing or conservation or archaeology. How do I get into this? So I need to sit down and have a good think. But anyway, back to what I was making in December. These are my revolutions of December. Um, or revelations. I don't know which one that is. But things I didn't end up making in December were mainly... Um, gift that I had for a friend which is an embroidery project I'm working on but thankfully her birthday is in January so I kind of swapped around a few gifts that I was going to give her for her birthday and then gave her for Christmas and I'll give her um her birthday is around just after the mid mid January so I've got quite a bit of time and then um I was going to knit a blanket for my nephew a Minecraft blanket um, and I was doing that on a machine, and the thing is, my machine I wasn't liking it. It was on its highest tension, and it was really pulling, so I just kind of think as well, maybe that's best not to do that on the machine. But I did get a few squares done in December, so <laughs> I don't really know what I'm going to do with that. I've still got loads of the colours that I was going to use, so I might end up knitting him hats and hat and maybe some little hand warmers again, which was my first sort of idea, but... I'll have to see if I can find a really quick pattern to whip that up. But his birthday is at the end of the month as well, um, end of January. I have a lot of birthdays in January. It's then Graham's birthday as well. And I'm like, um, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. But um, for Christmas, I bought him some artisano yarn in the nebula colorway. It's a DK, um, and it's beautiful. It's like, it's like the colors that he uses in his illustrations. And I was like, I'm going to make you something out of this. And we had a look through Ravelry and... Um, yeah, he's come up with a pattern. But I'll talk about that in January goals because that's that's jumping the gun. But yeah, so December wasn't really as productive in the terms of outcomes and products. Um, I went to a lace fair as well. Um, I, don't think, I don't think I've talked about this, but if I have, I'm really sorry. I went to a lace fair. Um, so I've been lace making for probably about a year now. And I've been... I felt quite bored of it, to be honest. Um, because I have to go every other Monday and I was just like, it takes up quite a big chunk of the day and I was like, I've got other things that I want to be getting on with. 
Um, there wasn't anything I actually want to make with lace. Like after I made my friend's wedding garter, I went through a big phase of like not knowing what I wear, where I wanted to go next. So this lace fair was quite a welcome, a welcome thing. Um, so I went round. I kind of knew what I wanted. So I've been learning how to do torsion lace. And this style of lace is like basically the beginner's lace. Um, apparently, if you're like really good at other styles, you kind of look down at torsion. It's like the beginner's rookie lace, and it's it's great. It's beautiful. It's still beautiful. All I think all lace is beautiful, but it's very graphic. And I prefer the more florally, a softer looking lace. Um, so like uh, Books Point, I believe it's called, and Honiton. So there's two styles of lace I really want to learn how to do. And I managed to find a few patterns really cheap, uh, like 50p, <laughs> really cheap, um, while I was at the lace fair. So I'm hoping that one of the ladies there can help me with it. And then I bought, so I bought like um, embroidery threads and cotton for, for those patterns. And then I found this tatting guide. And tatting is like a sister craft of lace. Um, but it also reminds me of crochet because you have like this little thing with a hook on it. It looks like you're crocheting basically. Um, and I've always wanted to learn how to do it for a while. Well, since I started learning how to make lace and find out about tatting, I've been wanting to learn. And I found this great like fold out um, instructional set. So I bought that along with a tatting shuttle, as it's called, and some cotton for that. So I'm excited to get learning that. And I think I might enjoy it a little bit more than lace. As in like, I love knitting. I love knitting most and I like to crochet as well because it's like a, for me, it's like a quicker version. And even though the fabric looks totally different, I would rather knit. But then I do like to do a bit of quick crochet every now and again. So I think the, the, the actual bobbin lace would be like the thing that I really enjoy. And it's the slower thing that, you know, you make better things with. Um, I'm not saying the things I make crochet are worse. I just, I never like how the fabric looks as much as a knit. Knit fabric to me looks so much nicer. Um... So yeah, I think with the bobbin lace, I'll prefer it in its appearance, but the tatting will be like a quick thing I can do that still looks beautiful. So I'm really excited to get going with that. And trust me, I managed to buy yarn. At, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, typical. I bought some Artisano, um, just reading label, silk lace, and I bought it in this beautiful baby pink colourway. And so there are, it's 50 grams, 400 metres, and... I've seen a shawl scarf thing. I think, no, it's a scarf by Carrie Vesterman. I'll link it in the show notes. And it's a beaded knit, so that's where that's going. I know I'm talking about goals again, but there we go. Um, and then I also got more yarn at Christmas from my sister. She bought me lace weight yarn as well. Um, and it's from, sorry, just going over to the shelf. It's from Nicole C. Mendez. And she's based in Germany. And I sent my sister this link because after we've been to the Geeky Puffin Knit Palooza, we got like um, a load of people's um, business cards. And I sent it to my sister and I was like, um, I want this lace yarn. And here are the colours I like, like one, two, three, four, five or whatever. Um, and you can choose which one. And that will be the surprise element. <laughs> but it's um, a luxury lace. It's 70% baby alpaca, 20% a cider. I don't know, S. E I D E and 10% cashmere. I'm not sure what that middle one is. I might have to look it up. And there's 600 meters on this 100 gram scheme. Um, so I am super excited. I don't think I've actually found a pattern for this one yet. But yeah, so I have been going through my stash and finding patterns for everything because that is one of my main goals of 2016. 
And speaking of goals, let's move on to the part of the podcast where I talk about what I have ahead for the month of January and I'm going to share a few of my resolutions for the new year. So happy new year everybody. I hope that January is treating you well and if you've made any resolutions you're already getting along quite well with them. It's only four days in so you know I'm hoping you managing to stick to them um, and you know this is a strange time of year as well isn't it again because um, everyone makes resolutions and how often do you stick to them but for me I kind of constantly constantly set myself some resolutions and goals because um, I, I really enjoy that. It's the type of person I am and that's how I work I work best. I like a lot of goals and lists and I'm very oriented orientated that way. Oriented? <laughs> Sorry. Um so yeah, my I have a lot of goals um in my life from like um personal well being goals to fitness goals, like I mentioned, um with the running. So I'd like to run my first half marathon and I would like to start training more. Um I bought some walking boots the other day and there's a walking gear and me and Graham are intending to go out on like long walks more and I ended up buying my little brother some walking boots as well so we're going to take him on hikes so that was his birthday and Christmas present. I was going to make him something but I didn't have time and you know I don't really have anything in my stash that is the right colour or anything for anything to knit for him Um, so I kind of thought you know it's just buying the walking boots and then I can have him to get outdoors and you know enjoy the scenery and stuff so me and Graham actually went on an eight mile walk the other day um, in his hometown to Clumber Park which is a national trust property and grounds it's this beautiful like woodlands and then in the middle it's this chapel and the um there used to be a house there but it got burnt in a fire and we walked there which was about four miles and then we stopped in a little cafe and had a nice soup and then walked home and we're making some soup today as well. So I've been making bread this morning. I have got doughy hands, um, but my bread never goes well. So if anyone has any tips on bread making, please share them with me because I would love to be able to make better bread. Um, it just never really happens and it always ends up quite stodgy. So I don't know what, what I'm doing. Am I overneeding? You know, any hints and help would be great. But goals, yeah, resolutions and stuff. Um, for me, I find they personally are really useful. For other people, it's real cliche, isn't it? Like, new year, new me. Um, I'm not saying it's a new me. I think it's just you set some things for yourself. And like I said, I set monthly goals and all of this. So it's no different for me to set some resolutions, really. But one of my sort of main resolutions in terms of making is to get through a lot of my stash. Um, I've been having a bit of a clear out the last couple of days. Uh, after Christmas, you kind of end up getting a lot of stuff, and I don't, I don't deal very well with having a lot of stuff in my environment. I like things quite cut back and restrict, and I feel like I always have so much yarn, like I said, especially coned stuff. It's just too much, and I'm never going to use it. And the yarn that I do have, like I want to find projects for it and know what I'm doing with it at the very least. So I've been kind of trawling through Ravelry. Um, finding things that I want to make basically um my queue is now I think about 13 projects long and here they are for you I'm just going to quickly read through so I I mean I'm not sure what order I'm going to knit this in at the minute this is the order they're just in so number one tambourine by Julia Farewell Clay and I'll be using my Ginger's hand-dyed luscious worsted and that's what I bought when I went on the Geeky Puffin Knit Palooza and spent a lot of money a lot of money Lots and lots of money um, on yarn. Um, but it's a 
beautiful pattern and the yarn is gorgeous and I actually have cast this on already but it has been sitting in a bag like you can't knit for yourself just yet you have to knit Christmas presents and other things so you can't knit that um and then next is a blank canvas jumper by You Sold a Teague and I'll be using some Wednesdaydale Long Wool Sheep Shop DK that I have in like a navy colour um I got that yarn in a charity shop and I was really pleased with it and the the jumper is just like this really beautiful fitted jumper, really versatile, I'll wear it all the time. Next up is a pair of socks, and these are what I won at the Geeky Puffin Knit Pleaser. So it's CC's I Love You More Than Pumpkin Spice Socks. So CC Almond on Ravelry, um, and then I got the whole kit, so I have all the yarns in there and everything, and it's Rainbow Heirloom Sock Fingering Yarn. Um, it's in two colourways, so one of your socks is predominantly the orange colour with a like brownie heel, toe and cuff and then it's reversed on the other sock. So um, these are, I'm really excited to start knitting these and the, the gift, like the little set that I want is in, beautiful and it's like a beautiful project bag made by Sam of Knit Run Dig. So go and check both her and Cece out. They're in, they are lovely people. I had such a great time when I was at, at the Knit and Palooza um, the Knitter Retreat. It was incredible. Next is the Pentland Hills Shawl by Claire Devine and I am going to be using um, Cattle Yarn Company Islington in the Icicle and Lehure Bleu, I think that's how you pronounce it, um, colourways. Yeah, again, if I'm not pronouncing anything, I'm right, I'm so sorry, um, just check it out in my stash. So Graham bought me this yarn for Christmas and um, I've had it for ages actually because he bought me it with a discount voucher that I had um, that was running out so he bought me it a few months ago and it's been sitting on my shelves I'm like I can't use that until after Christmas because that's 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 them um, that's like present yarn for Christmas though I'm not allowed it yet um, and I love this pattern and I bought the yarn specifically for it it's um, like a block colour and then the bottom's just a lacy beautiful detail so um, the main colour I'll use is like the dark navy, the bleu, the bleu, the yes, um, as the main colour. And then I've got like the icicles, like a silvery, silvery white, creamy colour, um, and that will be the lace part. Next, I spoke about this just a minute ago. The pattern by Carrie Vesterman, and um, it's called Larissa. So it's like a surely, um, it's a scarf. Sorry, I keep saying this. A lacy scarf with some beading in there. And that will be what I use my Artisano um, Alpaca Silk Lace for. Next, I'm going to be making some more socks. They're the Love Socks by Devon Clevin. And I've talked about these all the time. They're the ones with a beautiful little love heart on the heel. And they're so cute. Um, and I finally got a wolf them. A yarn shop around my area called Local... Um, Threads of Life, sorry. It's a local yarn shop. It was closing down. So I went while there was um, a big sale on. And I got three balls I need is the Berger de France Gumi um it's the 50 gram balls so the grey the cream and the pink because they're striped as well as having the little love heart and heel next is the boyfriend cardi by Pat Mancini that I've mentioned before um, and I was using some yarn that I got gifted from someone whose grandma had unfortunately passed away and then she knew I loved knitting and so gave me the yarn um, I actually need to get some of the yarn put on to Ravelry. That's the only one I haven't got up there yet. So, you know, <laughs> whoops. And then next is that gift for Graham using the Artisano yarn. It's the Artisano Nebula DK Roving, rhinestone colorway, and um, it's a crochet uh, cow pattern. And 
you sort of twist it while you're crocheting it so it has this beautiful twist in um, I'm thinking I'm a little bit short in yardage but I'm thinking if I just maybe make it a bit shorter lengthways or maybe depth wise I'll be absolutely fine next I want to knit some more socks again I think we've got quite a few socks in here um, so these are the Bavarian Cable Socks by Wendy G. Johnson out of her Socks from the Toe Up Knitting Book and they, um, they're just beautiful cables and I'm going to be using the Empress Graveyard I bought when I went to the Winter Woolies event um, it, you know, I wasn't sure what to do with this yarn at first because it's so beautiful, the colour that I was like, do I really want to make socks and then you don't see them very often but it, you know, it's got a nylon blender there and I just thought, you know, it's kind of made for socks so I'm going to make those for myself and also a shawl, the Fireflies Rising Shawlet, which was a free pattern that I got from the Geeky Puff Knit Palooza. And again, it's um, yarn from Brother and Saw. It's their uh, first star I see tonight. Um, it's, that's the beautiful like alpaca blend. And now, you know, I'm really excited to get using that. It should be really, really soft and cushy. And I, I'm going to wear it all the time. And it's a really nice, like, blocky shawl. The only shawl I have at the minute is the Pine Cones by Carrie Vesterman. It's very lacy, but I want something that's a bit more, sort of, robust for when it, it gets cold in winter. Um, so I don't know when I'm going to knit that, so I might end up knitting it just before winter for myself. And last on the list um, that I have on Ravelry is the Sylvania Headband by Gabriella Vesnia. And... Um, Right, I have really short hair, anyone who's seen the pictures of me. And I love hats, but the thing is, when I put a hat on now, <laughs> it looks like I have no hair. And um, I really like the headbands that kind of just sit over your ears and keep your ears warm during winter. And this is a great one, and I'm going to be using um, the Fibre Company Acadia yarn in the Driftwood colourway that I got gifted as well from the Geeky Puff and Knit Palooza. Um, so yeah, it's a beautiful headband that has like a little um, bit in the middle that kind of gathers it. Um, and I'm really excited, it's got like cable details on as well so yeah, they're the patterns I have listed up and I also want to get really good progress made on some of my sort of blanket style of quilt projects so the blanket I'm crocheting for Graham, the tumbling block quilt I want to make at least three diamonds a week of that and as in like crochet the diamonds, sew them together, sew them onto the blanket I also want to start doing a... Um, scrap blanket I have that planned so that will be using up all of the sort of sock weight yarn that I have left over from knitting socks and shawls and stuff and I'm intending to use the coziest memory pattern by Kemper Ray I think it is yeah um so it's like the diamond one and I intend I think to do a diamond a week and then in terms of blankets I have the um, patchwork quilt as well of mine that I want to get some real good progress on I would actually like to get that done over the next year so, you know, I worked out to get it done. I think I need to sew sew a hexagon every day to each other, at least. Um, so that's covering the hexagon. So you cut out the hexagon out of paper, you cover it a piece of scrap fabric, sew that on, like tack it on, sew that to another piece. I need to get at least two granny flowers done a week. So I need to catch up on that because I've not actually done that. I have managed to crochet two diamonds already this, this week. So, you know, only one more to go for that. Um, and then I have a few of my own sort of design projects that I want to get on with this month um, that will use up some of my other yarns. So like I have 
my Stormy Skies yarn from Rowan that's like a quite a thick yarn and I really want to make myself a nice cowl. I've got to look through some um, stitch pattern books and see what stitches I want to use for it. I also have a cotton wool blend from Rowan in a four ply that I need to decide what to do with and I'm thinking I might go down the route of mitts or gloves. In the past year that I've been really sort of getting into hand knitting I've tried a lot of things that I want to do but I've still not still not made still not made gloves and that's something that is one of my sort of aims. Um, there are also a few other things like there's this beautiful double knit scarf in my library that looks like dog's tooth on one side and it's striped on the other and I really want to make it and then I have some hands tooth mitts that would match it perfectly but that would require me buying yarn and I just think while you've got yarn knit what you have and then we can decide what you're going to do next. So you know I have a, quite a lot of projects and that's not all the yarn like there's leftover Shetland wool from um when I made my Farrah tank and the other bits and bobs, loads of merino I've got and I've got like a jumper's quantity of yarn in this like rustic red um, four ply yarn as well. So I need to find more patterns still but you know as long as I get through the ones that are on my list and do a few of my own I'd be really happy. I actually started the new year by casting off a project so to me that, that got finished in the new year. That's my first project of 2016 even if I only cast off 34 stitches. Um, so for Christmas, I decided I wanted to make Graham's parents some socks as well. But I kind of decided that like the week before, and I was still making everyone else's presents. Um, so from Christmas to New Year, I managed to get Graham's mum to finish using the socks on toe-up pattern. It's a mock cable sock. Um, really easy. I did sometimes get my cables the wrong way around, um, like which side I was cabling on. So I was cabling two forward first or you know knitting a stitch then cabling two or not cabling or whatever yeah basically I was just getting my cables confused um so then I had the genius idea to make up my own cable pattern to, to do Graham's dad which was on a 24 repeat um so I just got like two cable patterns that I really liked and took the basic like so sock up pattern that I'm used to and sort of added the stitches onto there, increased the needle size to a 2.5. I normally knit on a 2 or a 2.25. Um, and I've just been doing that. So, you know, it's going quite well at the minute. Um, so his socks need doing this month as well. But yeah, I'm going to talk more now specifically about the goals I have for January rather than sort of like year goals. Although I haven't mentioned all the sewing goals. Basically, I've talked before about all this fabric stash I have as well. Like, my fabric stashing isn't as bad as my knit knit stashing um i'm very good at only buying fabric for a certain project so i've got some pants that need to be made a vogue jacket that is this beautiful tailor jacket with this diamond cut out um along the bottom band and i've got some like wool for it it's quite, quite a heavy wearing jacket and then i've got a suit set that i want to make out of this um navy dark navy blue um and black tartan it's gorgeous it's gonna be quite a bold statement for me if i actually make that and wear it um so yeah that's like a shorter jacket with some trousers and then i've got just some plain black fabric that i want to make into some trousers and i have a few embroidery projects lined up that i want to get done um nothing major like i would like to do mine and graham's initials in like really nice typography fonts and using colors that reflect our personalities and stuff as well so Graham's very colourful, very patterned. I think mine would be more 
um, subdued and pale colours, greys, <laughs> greys, obviously. I'm thinking maybe some pastel pinks in there as well, maybe some like flowers in the background and like a big swirly K, while those Graham's G will be way more graphic. Um, so yeah, that's one embroidery project I'd like to get finished. And also, I need to do something with all this combed yarn, and I'm thinking of making myself a pom-pom rug, uh, a pom-pom rug, not a pom-pom blanket. So I've seen this before, but I can't remember where I found it, and I need to do some research and find out more. I think the pattern I found, you use like loo rolls, and then you wrap the yarn around it, and it was like a quick way of making a pom-pom. So I had been collecting like loo rolls for for a long time to do this pom-pom rug, but then the other day I bought myself a pom-pom maker. So um, I've had to like now recycle all of those like cardboard tubes basically um, and I'm hoping that I can get that done in like the same way as the blankets of like I give myself a, an amount to do um, each week over the year and then you know at the end of the year it's done. It's not like a thing where I want to sit and spend five days making pom-poms that that's definitely not I'm not that type of maker at all I don't like binging on one thing I do like to try and stick to having like I've spoken about this before like a big project and little projects and then I like lots of little projects um that kind of run out through the whole year that I that suits me well as a maker Um I like to flip between things but I don't like to have too much on the go at once as well because I find it quite like I couldn't have too many big things on the go because it would just stress me out I'd be like, what am I doing? Where am I going? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm excited to get making for this month. And now I will actually talk about the specific January goals. So have a listen. Like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, January is quite a busy month for me with four birthdays coming up. And yeah mine and Graham's anniversary so it's going to be quite busy um and even still I've still set myself a lot of goals Um, I kind of want to get back into like producing more um I think in December I didn't feel like I actually made a lot so I want to kind of get back into that oh you know I'm really enjoying making and I'm loving it again and you know I think my head will be a lot clearer and I just can enjoy the making so as I said, I've got the sort of goal each month to knit a certain amount of things for the ongoing projects like the blankets. So I need to have eight grandma flowers done. So that's like the centre hexagon surrounded by six hexagons times eight. So that's two a week. And then it's um, crochet 12 of the diamonds to get on the blanket. So they need to be crocheted, pressed, sewn together, sewn onto the blanket. And then I'd like to do eight diamonds I've written down, apparently, of um, hand-knitted ones. Um, and then I think, as well, I'd like to try and get four pom-poms done um, in a month, which, you know, this is all reasonable. And the pom-pom one might be something that I sort of, after January, I then look at and see how I might have to rearrange this balance. Um, you know, I don't want to get it where I'm, like, spending all my time on these little things. But I often go over to my mum's one day at the weekend, so normally on a Sunday, and I leave a few projects there. So I'd probably leave most of these there, and that would be all I'd do on the Sunday each week. I also want to get some really good progress made on tambourine. Um, so that's a pattern that was on the cover of Pom Pom. I can't remember what edition, but again, it'll be in the show notes, all of this information. So... You know, I've cast on a bit, um, and I expect to get most of it done. I don't think I'll get all of it done. All of these sort of bigger jumper projects, I'm giving myself to do over a two-month period because I know that 
I don't really knit that quick. And with other stuff going on, like little projects, I don't want to. I don't want to push myself to get it done really quick. I don't have a lot of knitting time. And then if I'm trying to run more as well, I don't want to be like stressing myself out with too many knitting goals. Um, but I'd like to finish the socks as well that I just mentioned, where I'm sort of made up the <laughs> made up the cable pattern, but you know it's basic toe up. Um, and I'll share that on Ravelry after I've done with it, if in case anybody would like to knit it. I don't really know how to do grading and stuff, so it may be a case of like people have to work that part out. But it's yeah, it's just like um, a nice little cable on each side, and then a the thicker one in the middle. It's a quite a nice pattern. The yarn is the best, um, but you know it was what I bought at a local wool shop in the area, and there wasn't a lot of choice and selection. With the birthdays coming up this month, I would like to try and get the Minecraft-related birthday gift done. I've really got to sit down and decide. So I've got these squares left over from the blanket, but if I want to carry that on, I've got to hand-knit them because the knitting machines are now packed away. The studio's been rearranged. The knit machines are like out of the way, and they will soon be put on um, online to try and get rid of them because I don't want them anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, just like I said, not for me at the minute. Um, but we'll see how that goes. So I'm thinking maybe some little mittens. Because my mum said the other day he didn't have any gloves on his hands. And he had little cold hands. It's been quite cold. Um, and then a hat maybe as well. But yeah, we'll see. And then I want to get the embroidery project done for my friend. That won't take long. I don't have a lot more to do in it. Then I've, there's a bit of sewing involved. Um, and also this month I would love to get my pair of pants made. So they're the pretty pants from the... Um, Secrets of Sewing Lingerie book by Catherine Shears and Laura Stanford. I went and did a workshop with Laura at Sewing Cafe oh, last year sometime and I've made one pair of these pants and then I bought fabric for more and I've just, I've not unfortunately made them. I, they've just been sitting there for a while. But they're a quick, there's a really quick sewing project, like one afternoon um, and they'll be done. So that's like cutting to making them. They're a great quick thing to make. So that's why I kind of wanted to break myself in with that one. And, you know, um, my crafting goes through like seasonal changes as well. I find I'm way more inclined to do big sewing projects in the summer because, you know, you can then go and wear them, even though most of the things that I want to sew are for like winter time. I just find that I prefer to sew in the summertime. I think because as well, when you knit in the summer too much, it, the wool's too hot and it gets a bit sticky and like, ugh. So, yeah, that's actually the only sort of making goals I have I say only there's quite a few there really aren't there so I'm looking forward to getting on with them and getting on with like my running goals and um like like I said career goals applying for jobs that's what I'm going to be doing this afternoon and also filling out a tax return because I yeah as well as working like um my part-time job and my casual job I am actually self-employed <laughs> although I really don't earn enough money to be taxed so it feels a bit ridiculous um to have to do it but i obviously understand why um so i need to crack on with that and i need to go and knead my bread and make some soup so yeah i think i'll wrap begin to wrap it up so you know the resolutions i'm making i'm hoping i can stick to them but you know they're very flexible i don't want to set goals and then be like you have to stick to these and then when you like live out your life, you realise that you know you can't you can't live up to these things and you can't manage it because one of the things that happened when I was at uni is I got a really unhealthy like um, balance in my life. I was working really hard but neglecting like any sort of social sort of needs that I might have and things like that. And um, I don't want to I don't want to get in that position again. I want to try and like 
keep well balanced and um you know have a good work-life relationship and um you know maintain relationships with people so this month i'm going to see a national theater live production of jane eyre with one of my friends which i'm super excited about um i i read jane eyre when i was at school i didn't really enjoy it i have to admit i'm more a fan of emily bronte like i love wuthering heights it's my one of my favorite books in the sense that it's one of the few books i actually go back and reread and my brother bought me an edition uh, for Christmas, which is beautiful, this old edition, and its own little sleep of like the gold leaf edges on the pages. And um, bless him, he did really well. I, <laughs> I didn't think I was going to get anything that good, but um, he he surprised us all. He was very good with Christmas presents this year, so mine looked a bit rubbish in comparison, to be honest. But yeah, I'm really excited about going and seeing this. I'm not sure if it's a, a live screening, or I don't think it's actually a live performance. So I'm, I'm assuming it's a live screening. I'm really looking forward to that this month. And um, me and Graham are going to be going out for a fancy dinner um, for his birthday. Um, every time it's our birthday, we always book at this restaurant that's quite near to us. Um, and they do have a great vegan menu, um, so that's why we were going. But now we've um, we've both decided to stop being vegan. Mine's, like, for personal health reasons um, in the fact that, like, when I was at uni, I lost a lot of weight and... Um, then veganism came in quite soon afterwards as a way of sort of restriction of diet. And I sort of realised that's not a very healthy attitude for me to maintain. Um, and I was feeling restricted and I was feeling like I was constantly an awkward party um, <laughs> whenever I went somewhere. And, you know, it really restricts where you can eat. And, you know, it was constantly requiring like a lot of effort to prepare meals and find food that I could eat. And I just, you know, I'm trying to pursue a lot of things at the minute and try and sort out other aspects of my life and I just I don't really have the energy to be worrying about like other things as well um so since then you know we actually decided to go from vegan to you know eating meat and stuff again um we went on a bit of a crazy whoa we can eat loads of meat and stuff but now I'm kind of trying to cut back um just because I just I don't like eating a lot of red meat I am much more um inclined to probably eat fish and stuff like that which is a little bit healthy for you as well and you know with all this running that I want to get doing I want to start fueling my body right and like my approach to food and um stuff like that it's something that I struggle with and it's something that I really want to address and work on throughout this new year so yeah you know that's a little bit of a little bit heavy to end the podcast with I suppose but yeah so we're going out for dinner at this really nice place and it's the first time we're getting as meat eaters so um yeah, it's going to be quite exciting to see what they have um, in store for us. Um, yeah, it's quite expensive though. I'm just like, um, can we go for this deal thing that they do instead, Graham? You know, like save us some money. <laughs> yeah, we're quite tight. But um, I'm looking forward to that. And I might be going on a hike this weekend with my little brother. Like I said, got him some walking boots for his birthday slash Christmas. Um so we've got an ordnance survey map of our local area of all like the bridle paths and like public footways. So I'm thinking we might just stick to our like locality and just go and head outdoors. You know, pack up some sandwiches, take a drink and bits of fruit, you know, snacks, have snacks and just walk and walk and walk. Um, so hopefully the weather will be good to us. I need to actually check up on that. But yeah, you know, the next couple of days it's back to work and back to getting in the routine of everything, you know. Yeah, I don't sound very excited, do I? Um, it's been great having time off, and I hope that you've all been enjoying your time off and you've been enjoying your making. I'd love to see what you've been up to. Um, 
I've watched some podcasts and I'm just like, how do they manage to do all this in this time? Like, in the time that I've got the heel on my sock, they've finished a pair and they're on to the next. I'm like, I am just, <laughs> I'm an incredibly slow knitter. And, um, I, you know, that's something else that I need to work on as well. I think as a crafter, I often compare like my production rates to other people's like oh my days they've sat and they've made all of these and they've done all of that but everyone has their own lifestyle and I, you know you don't know if it's this person that might be all they do in their day not like that's a bad thing I mean I would love to be able to support myself in that way um but you know I have a, a other passions and hobbies and job and commitments at home um so we'll see what happens I'm, you know, I'm excited about 2016 and what lies ahead and, you know, opening doors to new opportunities. And I hope that you are as well. If you've made any resolutions, like I said, at the start of the podcast, I hope you're maintaining them and you continue to. Um, so, yeah, have a great, great time in this in this new year. I, I mean, for me, it's exciting to see what might happen. I hope that you had a great Christmas and uh, yeah, if you went out celebrating the new year, you were safe and sound and you, you didn't feel too bad the next day. But until the next episode, I hope you get on some great making journeys and you enjoy it. All the making and the doing and even the undoing that may come from that. Have a great time. <laughs>